Hey guys, it's Tish. Welcome to Women Crush Wednesday, the official platform for us female business owners and entrepreneurs. A space for us to share our stories on how we're breaking generational curses and creating a new norm for our families. Each woman's story is unique and we can all learn and grow from one another. Sit back, take out your notebooks and let the journey begin. All right, you guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Super excited for you all to be here with me today. Really excited about the young lady that's joining me today. I got connected with her. It's been a few months now. Uh, it's been a few months. But I really got connected with her. Oh, I actually remember. I forgot for a second. I got connected with her at this event um, in Sacramento that uh, Dominique had put on a Hey Sis event. Got connected with her. Uh, loved this shirt that she had on, right? It was like this entrepreneur shirt. I'm like, oh my God, I need it. And so uh, come to find out, we were actually already friends on Facebook, reached out, purchased her shirt. And I was like, yo, I would love to have you, um, you know, on my podcast, right? And so, you know, we were chopping it up and y'all, she has tons of value to give. Um, I'm super excited to have her on um, today. Uh, so Dominica, are you there? I am here. Hey girl. <laughs> I'm here. How's it going? It's going amazing. 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 I Thank love you. it. It's 2021, sis. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. I'm super excited. I'm super excited about the new year. I had um I really had an amazing 2020. Um, you know, I know it was a rough for a lot of people, but for me it was probably one of the best years of my life. So um I'm just continuing with that that same energy for 2021. So I'm I'm super it. I, really I love it. And I, I love the perspective mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I talk to people all the time and, you know, I, I say the same thing. 2020 was not terrible for all of us. Um, right. and really, it's like, you got to come in on, you know, what kind of perspective are you, are you looking at it? You know, right. on, on, on top of everything we survived. Right. So mm -hmm. like, I mean, mm -hmm. that in itself is a blessing right there. So right. the fact that we're even in 2021, um, by God's grace, uh, amen to that. And right. so um, go ahead, do a quick intro about who you are. Okay, cool. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am Dominica Robinson. I am the owner of D-Signs, which is a mobile notary loan signing agency. I'm also a vlogger, YouTuber. I have a YouTube channel called My Weekly Rants, where I um, share like travel lifestyle. And of course, uh, most popular is everybody wants to know how I've gained so much success in my notary business. So I'm always posting videos there as well. Um, I'm a mom, a wife, a sister, <laughs> um, just a myriad of things. But um, overall, I am a lover of sharing information. I love to share information um, that is of value to myself that I feel that will be valued to other people. So that's a little bit about me. I love it. You know, uh, just to start off, I'm just, I'm so glad that you touched on the sharing piece because we kind of live in a day and age where nobody wants to share anything. Um, and especially mm -hmm. not knowledge, like, mm -hmm. you know, people just get so catty with it. So competitive mm -hmm. with, you know, sharing knowledge. And, um, I just appreciate mm -hmm. somebody who's like, look, I can share this with you. Like, you know, they don't feel mm -hmm. no, no type of way. So I, I think mm -hmm. that's a really, really good trait to have now. Now educate me. What exactly is notary? Uh, help me out. Cause I, I don't really know. I, I've seen it. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I really don't know what it is. Is it like when I'm like, okay, I need to get this notarized? Is that what that is? Like, yeah. So let me let me break it down for you. And that's why I love talking about it so much because so many people don't know exactly what a notary right. public is, what we do. So I'm hyped to share um, everything about the notary business Absolutely. because it, I feel like it's like an untapped. Uh, opportunity really you know so a notary public our primary function is to id uh, identify a person to make sure a person is who they say they are we're commissioned by the state that we live in typically i'm here in california so i'm commissioned by the state of california and again our primary function is to serve the state that in the counties that we reside in to make sure that a person is who they say they are to cut down on fraud in various transactions i um, specialize in mortgage loan transactions so that's my specialty um but again i could do any type of notary general notary work sometimes someone needs a power of attorney notarized or a certification for a birth certificate or anything along that line but my specialty is 99 percent of my clients are mortgage uh companies loan officers real estate agents title companies i am a real estate professional so that that is my specialty every time somebody buys a home sells a home refinances a home whatever the case may be there has to be a notary involved in that transaction we have to be there at the transaction to make sure the person who are signing these loan documents are who they say they are there's a ton of mortgage fraud that that goes on. So our primary function is to be at that closing table to make sure that, hey, this is this is Dominica's house. She's signing these papers. I'm right. verifying her identification, um, whether that's a driver's license, passport, what have you. The state has a list of acceptable identifications that we can accept um, that have to be valid. They can't be expired, things along that line. So to answer your question, a notary's primary function is to ID someone. Um, we We are not responsible for what actually is in the document itself, you know, mm-hmm. the validity of the document, anything along that line. We're just there to identify the person and make sure they are who they say they are. That's our main function. Okay. And then when you add on your specialties like myself um, in the mortgage world, you then also need to know a little bit about the mortgage and loan documents as well. Or, you know, there's other specialties. There are notaries who specialize in Im- immigration. You know, there's a specialty mm-hmm. on that end um, or legal documents. There's a specialty on that end. So there's things you could take with your notary commission and specialize it to really, you know, make a big business, basically. I love this. And, you know, um, you know, we talked about what I've done. You know, I'm an investor. I'm definitely an advocate for multiple streams of income. And um, just this past week on um past couple of weeks, I've been, you know, in Clubhouse, moderating these rooms, and I've actually have connected um, with a few individuals um, who are in the notary field as well. Mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. said the same thing as you, that it's an Mm -hmm. untapped market for us to profit from. And so break it down for me, like, how easy is it for somebody to, to tap into this field? Like, is I, I'm trying to see if I need to get tapped in. Like, right. let me know. So it's not hard at all. And um, I've been like I said, I love to share information. So I've been talking about this to anybody who wants to listen, especially our young people, because it doesn't require a four-year degree. You know, it you, you just have to be 18. <laughs> you know, there's no like education requirement. Um, but you do have to, depending on the state that you live in, you need to check your state's requirements because each state is different. 
here in California, you are required to take a six hour uh, class, which is nothing. We spend right. six, more than six hours a day on Instagram, you know, so let's keep it real. <laughs> um, so you take a six hour course. And once that course is completed, you do have to take an exam. Um, the exam is not, I don't want to say it's hard, but you're, you need to study. One thing that I've noticed by connecting with different people in this business, I've, I've tried to, you know, encourage some people to become notaries and they have a hard time passing the exam or things along that line. And I feel just from my own perspective that maybe they may just not be spending enough time in the coursework. You are going to need to study. You are going to need to, you know, the exam is uh, multiple choice. It is a standardized exam, but it's one of those exams where I don't know, you might have three or four choices and they all seem like they could be the right answer, you know? So you really need <laughs> to study the coursework and know the laws, basically. It, it's, a, it's giving you notary, notarial law. You know, the coursework is comprised of California notarial law or whatever state you're in. Some states don't require this test or exam. I, I just want to say that. But in California, you are required to take a six-hour course and take the exam. Your notary commission lasts for four years. Every four years, you have to renew your commission. Um, upon renewal, renewal, you have to take a three-hour course to renew and then an exam again, okay? okay. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier that my specialty is notary loan signing. So with that, with the loan uh, portion of it, you do need to take another certification. I highly recommend that you take the loan signing system. I think it's the best course out there, not just because it teaches you about the loan signing portion, but it really teaches you and mentors you on how to build a business, which I think is a big component that a lot of us are missing. So yeah, you can become a notary. Yeah, you can do loan signing, but do you know how to run a business? Do you know how to build the business? Do you know how to market? Do you know how to, you know, grow your business? These are things that also a lot of us are lacking. So that's the only kind of course that I recommend for loan signing. And then again, um, there are other things you could do with your notary commission. It doesn't have to be in the mortgage world. That's just where I, I am. Okay. I love that. And <clears throat> so they, all they got to do is be 18, take a few tests. Now, let me know, like, are you a full-time entrepreneur? Like, do you do this full-time or do you work a job as well? I work a job as well. And that's probably a whole nother podcast, you know, because I've seen a lot of conversations and I'm, I want to get in, in on those conversations, the baby conversation I can have myself, but I, I'm seeing a lot of these conversations about full-time employees and full-time entrepreneurs, you know, and yeah. I, I'm one of them, you know, and it, it's the, ooh, it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a struggle, but it's, it's something, you know, I struggle with a lot of things. I struggle with like, do I want to quit my job? You know, uh, I struggle with a lot of different things. I struggle with the juggle of it. I struggle with time management. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do both. I do both. It's funny that you bring that up because literally um, I was on Clubhouse and we, mm -hmm. we hosted a three-hour room talking about, you know, full-time employee, part-time entrepreneur, and just the struggles that mm -hmm. that come with that you know people mm -hmm. feeling embarrassed to even still be working a job while mm -hmm. pursuing entrepreneurship and we just mm -hmm. we really broke down like a lot of things um when it comes to that and so 
obviously definitely possible, but I think it, you really have to tap in with your time management, like <laughs> the time management, like your time in management got to be way. like a one, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it takes, um, I think you just have to be dedicated. One of the things I'm learning about time management is being not dedicated. I use the wrong word disciplined. Yes. You know, if I have a block of time that I dedicated towards this one thing, I have to be disciplined to focus on this one thing and not venture off and start looking at Instagram and all this other stuff. So I think it's possible. You just have to be very disciplined. And I want to bring up another point uh, that you just mentioned that I heard and it kind of threw me off. I don't really understand the whole embarrassment. Like, I don't understand why people are embarrassed about. Let's talk about it because look. I'm confused about that because I actually have an amazing career. My career is, um, I think that's why I struggle with it so much because I have an amazing career and I'm paid very well and I don't really dislike what I do. So I don't really understand why people are embarrassed to say like they have a job and they're a business owner. And I also feel like I'm not a part-time business owner, full-time employee. I feel like I'm a full-time employee and a full-time business owner. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it's not something I just do on the side. This is, you know, this is a big business that, I, that I'm building with my own two hands. It's definitely not something that takes a little bit or just a part time. Right. So it's like I'm doing two full time things, if that <clears throat> makes sense. And I'm not embarrassed yeah. about any of it. So I feel weird that I heard I've, I've been hearing that a lot. Like, why? Like, why? I, one, one, I love both the things that you mentioned, because there was a young lady that was on the panel um, in our room, I believe it was Jalen. So shout out to Jalen. She actually said the same thing. She was like, look, I'm a full-time employee, but I'm a full-time entrepreneur too. Everything, you know, mm-hmm. I build somebody else's business, but I, I build mine too, full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the embarrassment piece, when, when we had really tapped into that, we think it really stems from, from Instagram, from social media as mm-hmm. a get all of these, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, showcasing, showcasing their life. Um, but w- what you have to remember as the other person on the other side is that this is just Instagram. Like people are mm-hmm. showing us what they want us to see. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. they could be on an air mattress with a Pocahontas blanket. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just, we don't really know. <laughs> Not a Pocahontas blanket. You play too much. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. We don't know what people is going through, you know? Right, right, right. So, at the end of the day, I think- um, yeah, I, I want to interject a little bit on that. And I don't want to, um, um, what's the word? I don't want to like make it seem like I'm trying to come down on the younger generation because I have you a daughter. Who's too- I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I'm a part of the younger. It's, it's oh a, my gosh. My, my, my daughter business. is 21. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the things that you are mentioning, I think the younger people struggle with that yeah. more. I think think they're more tapped into and worried about what they see on Instagram yeah. and us as older people I'm I'm 41 I don't I mean when I see it I, I love let me back up I love social media because I've seen like what it can do for business you know Absolutely. I've been an entrepreneur way before social media and so to see what social media can do now for, yeah. for <clears throat> I love that aspect of it but at the same time I do, I'm like, okay, all this y'all doing, posting all it's, it, it to me, it, you could tell it's like, it's, it's not real, yeah. but then it bothers me and it kind of hurts me actually that I see a lot of our young people because I'm a mother, I have a 21 year old, I have a 12 year old as well, and he's getting zoned into that too. They're so zoned into what they see yeah. on social media. Like they really think that that's reality. And that is, is yeah. like, I, um, oh, gosh, it's bothersome. 
It is my mentor, uh, Malcolm. So shout out to Malcolm. Uh, he probably ain't gonna listen to this, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> he calls Instagram cap culture. Like every, you know, mm-hmm. people just be like, mm-hmm. you literally can post whatever you want. I mean, you can find right. a picture on Pinterest and I mean, unless somebody like specifically knows what your hand looks like or your exact room looks like, you could act like you in all these places and, and you just copied and pasted a picture from Pinterest. But it's like, it is. I can't even fathom. I can't even <laughs> believe people do that. That's the crazy part. <laughs> Honestly, like wow. I can't even really imagine it either. But I, I know for an absolute fact it's happening. And one thing mm. I will say is I think it's affecting black people even more because mm-hmm. now you have people thinking like, okay, I have to be an entrepreneur or, oh, I can't work a job and build a business or, oh, mm-hmm. I have to leave my job, but I'm only making like $500 in my business. If that, like, it just puts it from the wrong perspective. And so yeah. I think as those who are more experienced in entrepreneurship, those who are older, like we have a due diligence to let people know and be transparent. That was another point that had came up. People aren't being transparent. Like, I talk mm-hmm. about all day how like mm-hmm. this is a struggle like mm-hmm. it was not no easy ride like the life I'm able to live today like it it didn't happen overnight and so yeah. there's been you know people who have you know followed me for the past three or four years and have seen me you know from the very beginning and so I think that's why people respect me is because they've actually seen it but if mm-hmm. you're just following somebody new and that and you're just seeing their life now and not you know taking a, a um a look into what their life once was you're gonna yeah. now you thinking like okay you seeing them spending you know 10k on this 5k on that but you weren't there mm-hmm. and they were up till two in the morning three in the morning working on their business yeah into what it is and that's what I think people are missing like, yeah that's what I yeah do. that's why I love to share so much sometimes I feel like I overshare because I, I I share a lot because I, I, I want everybody to see the whole picture absolutely you know what I mean like I'm I'm this like I said this is the best year I've ever had and this I'm 41 I've had a lot of horrible years I've had a lot of I've had businesses that failed I had businesses that didn't make any money you know I've had a lot of things uh happen I think it's important to, to share the whole story and then I want to also say to your point, um, my daughter, like I said, is 21. She had a conversation with me about, you know, someone making fun of her because she had her job was at Walmart. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, why is that a cap? Right. You have a job right. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a pretty good job. Working at Walmart is, is a pretty good job for a college student. You're a college student, right. mind you. So you're focused right now. You're, you're trying to get this degree. You're not trying, you know, like right. you're not trying to have like a, a, a Bentley, like you all, the, like they're focused on this stuff they see on Instagram, the celebrities are posting. And then all of a sudden working a job as a student is a cap. Yeah. <laughs> like make that make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think, again, I think it's just one, I think it is the, the younger generation and I think it's just, it's, oh man, it's, it, the, the conversation could go so many ways because again, I think mm. it is something that is plaguing our community. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, we, we aren't showing the work, like you, you're seeing mm-hmm. the, the after effects of the work and that's what you're focused on. You're not mm-hmm. just focused on everything that I did to now get what I have. You're only focused on what you see right now and and that's what people get caught up on so it's like Mm -hmm. how are you going to make fun of somebody who has a job who has an end goal though like she's pursuing a degree she has goals 
You know, like, so I'm, I'm uh, like, it's so, man, like, Lord, pray for me when I have a kid because the world gonna probably be way more confused yeah. when I finally have one. But like, what? Yeah. That don't make no sense. Like, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> so as a parent, I, you just have to continue to just, it, I don't know, kind of try your best to counteract that because they're they're um, consumed with it so much. It's yeah. so, it's like, and then they they have their individual devices now. So it's like, you have to try to monitor that because they're being, like all this stuff is being ingested into their minds and their yeah. spirits constantly. And then you have to come in and try to, you know, counteract that or cut back on it or, do, you know, but then once they leave the house, like my daughter is gone now, I don't have a way to monitor what she's right consuming every day so at this point now it's on her to to kind of monitor yeah there's a uh, but it's a lot there's a saying that another mentor of mine says he says you know what entertains you trains you Mm. and so i think it's just that's a word right there yeah i think it's just like dang we really have to to make sure that we're tapping into all five senses like positively what am Mm -hmm. i listening to like Mm -hmm. what am i what am i watching Right, like you know, what are what are what experiences am I taking? Uh, I tell my kids that every day. Yeah, it's like, man, we have to be so mindful of the things that we watch and the things that we listen. Like, I don't, I don't partake in like any news. So like, when mm-hmm. when things happen, like I don't even know unless like I'm on Facebook and like everybody's talking about it. Like anything bad happens, Me like too. I don't. I don't even know so I'm like my husband and my husband like tries to get on my case about that almost like a cap like because he he's he'll send me news articles and I'm like dude I don't know because I I I can't it's just too much and he's like you need to be informed when I'm just like yeah my dad he's always like well you know when in the morning you should at least check you know the daily news and I'm like I don't check any of that because mm-hmm, here's mm-hmm. what I believe I, I I make my own economy and I, I make my own reality so like mm-hmm. whatever y'all going through mm-hmm. I'm not going through it like you know mm-hmm. I, I create mm-hmm. my own little bubble and so I think we just I think it comes from like discipline with your mind so just like mm-hmm. and and you knowing like okay look like I'm not going to watch that because I know it's, it's, it's going to start affecting me. Like subconsciously yeah. it's going to affect you. So like, there's, certain, you know, I don't watch reality TV a lot. There's certain shows that I will tap into, you know, little, but, but most of them I'm like, no, because yeah. I, I don't want to engage in that, you know? And yeah. so I had to let it go. I was really, I was kind of bad at that for a while. I was, I was finding myself watching reality TV and just stuff that, um, and this was before I started my, my newest business and I found like, I just had a conversation with myself like, dang, I'm spending all this time watching TV and watching stuff. Like, what else could I be doing with this time? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now I don't even have time to watch TV at all. I can't even yeah. tell you last time I even watched TV. So, you know, you can shift that. Definitely. And I think that's it. I think it's just the shift. Um, mm-hmm. it's just a shift. You got to just take a mental, uh, an, uh, an inventory of your time. Like, yeah. I, I challenge y'all, whoever listening, I challenge you, couple days, 72 hours, like, really focus in on, like, where am I spending my time? Because yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the 72 hours, you'll tally them up. How much yeah. time was actually wasted? Like, yeah. okay, cool, 30 minutes takes me to go to the <clears throat> job. I'm working, you know, mm-hmm. eight to five. 
But like, mm -hmm. what are you doing in between that? Because see, when you have them dead hours at your job where you're just mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, if you could be mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, you could be doing something in regards to your business as well. Like mm -hmm. if you're going to be, you know, doing nothing on your phone because you got free time at your job, you could be doing something productive mm -hmm. that's going to put you a step ahead. So and I think to see it also is a game changer. The, the, I don't know what you call it exactly, but the update they did on the iPhone was a game changer um, for the, the screen time. The screen time? Yeah, that, that was a game changer to me because <laughs> to actually see the numbers, yeah, that made me kind of wake up a little bit. I was like, is this right? I thought I was wrong. <laughs> like, what? I spent this much hour? So I think what you're saying is a great point, like to to be able to see it tangibly yeah. because I think we just, we be like in a zone and you're yeah. not even consciously knowing how much time of how much of the time of your day that you spent on something just like numb mind numbing, yeah. you know? So that, that, when it's, I see yeah. that on my screen now, that put a lot in perspective <laughs> for me. I was like, Oh, um, no, we about to make some changes because yeah. this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I think it's even more so like, um, subconsciously. So yeah. I will say this, like, what I, I I'm on social media all the time because I'm I've been able to monetize it. So yep. sometimes now I ain't gonna lie, I, I do be aimlessly scrolling sometimes, mm -hmm. but most of the time I'm on with purpose. But right. there was a time before I was actually monetizing it where I'm like, man, I really have to, you know, try to make um monitor how much time I'm on social media. And yeah. so I will try to go on a social media cleanse. And when mm -hmm. I did that, I found that it's such it's such in our brain that mm -hmm. I, it's, I'm almost addicted to just opening the app, like mm -hmm. not even mm -hmm. doing anything on the app. I'm not engaging mm -hmm. with nobody. I'm not mm -hmm. talking to nobody. I'm not liking nothing. It's just like opening the app is like, Girl, we preach into the choir. <laughs> I think that's happening to everybody. What? I'm like mm -hmm. from Instagram to Facebook to it used to be Snapchat. Now what? TikTok. Like it's all these things. And I'm like, I need to go read a book. Like I need to yeah. go. <laughs> I got to the point where I said, I'm not engaging in any more social media accounts because I see also like there's so many new ones keep popping up and it's like, so at what point this is becoming maddening. So I stopped yeah. with like Snapchat, like when Snapchat came out, I said, there's no way I'm not downloading. I'm not getting involved. TikTok. I have none of that. At this yeah. point I have Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I barely use, but I still have it. Um, I think some of my posts just automatically, it's connected, it automatically uh -huh. updates there. But I refuse. I'm not signing up for any more social media accounts. I'm just not. And yeah. I'm on YouTube now too. There's no way. Um, but when I did yeah. see the hours, what I was spending, that did also drive me to figure out how to monetize it. Because yeah. I said, you know what? I do like social media as a, a platform for me to share. It's helped me to, you know, it's helped my yeah. business grow. So how can I make more money off of it? Absolutely. If I'm going to spend the time there, I'm going to make some more money off of it. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's a great point. And I'm really glad you brought that up because I think some people will try to keep up with every new thing out there. And I'm like, at this point now, it's almost like overwhelming. Like I really, it is. it's yeah. like as a business owner, you got, it's great to, you got to be able to pivot. You got to be able to be creative. Mm -hmm. But then it's just like, dang, when is it going to stop? Because for somebody who's like, you know, I, I engage with people, I, I network mm -hmm. with people every day. And I'm like, dang, once I mastered one platform, now y'all yeah. brought out another one. And so right. I'm like, this is just a lot. Like I still yeah. haven't 
tapped into TikTok, but I'm like, so yeah. many people, you know, are, are profiting off of TikTok, but I'm like, I just, mm-hmm. I haven't even done it yet. Because I think like, it stops oh. when you say it stops. Yeah. You know, that's the decision I made because I, you know, like you said, once I mastered something like, and it's working for you. Yeah. Like keep putting into that, right. like to try to jump over to something new and right. learn it. Even, even I'll say this, even new, like, um, upgrades or updates that they put in, like Instagram has this new real thing. I, I'm like, dude, yeah, I, don't, like TikTok. <laughs> I can't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to be able to do it. So like, I'm just at this point sticking to what's, what, what's worked for me, yeah. what I've already mastered. And then I'm trying to even improve it upon it more yeah. right and I'm not I can't and it's if it's working it's working you yeah. know um I don't know I almost feel like it's a trap like all this news it's like it's too it's much a big distraction because at the end of the day I will say this like I have mastered I've mastered like creating engagement on on Facebook um and what you water grows and so yeah. If you're, you know, tapping into Instagram, if you're tapping into Facebook, like if you're truly engaging, if you're truly connecting, if you're commenting and writing and and talking to these people, your account is going to grow. Your engagement is going to increase. More eyes, more exposure is going to be brought your way. But it's like, it's almost like diversifying too much because it's like, okay, let me just focus on growing one. So like even in 2020, I had already mastered like Instagram, like Instagram. Mm -hmm. I was able to, I was, I built most of my business off of Instagram, but I'm like, you know what? This pandemic hit, we all bored. Let me tap into Facebook. You know, Mm -hmm. I never really tapped into Facebook on my business. And then all of 2020, I was able to kind of master Facebook. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, now I got two of those, but like Instagram kind of be slacking a little bit. So I'm like, I don't know how, anybody can can manage more than two because i'm Me like neither I, I don't know i i know that there is um some people that have other people manage their accounts yeah. for them or stuff you like that my own i'm like me too yeah you know even like i <laughs> here's the thing too i i haven't even really gotten to like the automatic um i know people do like automatic post or something like that i oh, haven't yeah, even I really haven't gotten to that. that like i'm literally doing <laughs> and uploading my own posts whenever yeah. i want to like i don't yeah. have them on a timer or whatever i don't i don't know that's just me it now it might be something that i tap into this year because Mm -hmm. but honestly i don't know because i mean what i do what i will say is i'm proactive with my content so Mm -hmm. i do spend like i'll spend sundays just creating content for like a week or so and and that that's good for me you know i have an app um one app that I do uh, that I do recommend that I really really love. It's called Preview, and so what it does is you're able to see what your Instagram will look like when you post your content before you okay. actually post it. And okay. so I'll just like put photos in there, I'll put uh, videos in there, and I'll kind of just maneuver about yeah. when I want to post it, and then I just post it manually though. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that works for me now. I don't know. I mean, I might tap into the automation eventually because, I mean, then Mm -hmm. that's just another thing that I don't have to deal with. But, you know, I I, I don't know. It's a lot. I do the same thing. Sunday is my content creation day, and that's it. It's one day a week, and that's sustainable for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's it's working. My uh, 
uh, social media accounts are continuing to grow. My YouTube channel is continuing to grow. I'm almost at like 5,000 subscribers. Nice. So everything is climbing. So right. it's working is, is, you know, I'm not going to really change anything unless I have to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> again, you, know? you gotta do what works. And it's like, mm -hmm. like I said, I think all the, the new apps is for like, the younger people anyway because they're mm. the ones who are like well i think the people that are behind it see um that they can make money off of it it's an opportunity if i were them i would be doing the same thing it's, yeah. a, it's a business they're yeah. trying they're like oh shoot this is a gold mine you know and people yeah. especially the younger people are going to tap into it they're going to get into it they're going to i see um clubhouse i looked into it a little bit and i see the kind of anticipation and the like exclusiveness they're trying to Girl, build up that's getting people more amped ridiculous. up to want to be a part of it you know what because, i mean i mean it's gotten bad i mean people out here selling clubhouse invites like people See, over here that, that's what i'm talking about there, like, you the people behind that are not doing that purposely <laughs> they're that's a genius marketing strategy yeah. they're doing that on purpose and everybody's falling for it I'm it's like, a mess like i'm just like i was like <laughs> i'm, I'm like, like oh, i'm cool i don't want to be a part of nothing that bad i've seen i've seen somebody selling a clubhouse invite for 50 dollars, and i was like uh, i cannot be girl serious. i need to get in on that then <laughs> i'm like you know what one i in my personal opinion, I think it's distasteful, mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. it's like bad <laughs> karma. Like, right? Why am I going to charge fifty dollars for something that I got for free? Because and people will buy it. Yeah. That's the crazy part. People are so uh, enthralled with this, you know, yeah. idea of like, let me be a part of something that's exclusive, or you know, I think, yeah. like I said, the people behind this app are probably driving that whole. Um, they're driving that, I think. You know what I mean? Here's that what makes gets me though. More... Here's what gets me though, is people want to be a part of it so bad, but mm -hmm. it's the people that like. It's like, do you even know? Like, what are you gonna do when you're on Clubhouse? Are you yeah. are you gonna add value to the conversation? Like, do no. you plan on people just want to be a part of something? Like, do you plan on you no. know networking and connecting? Because it's like, how do you mm -hmm. go from not even knowing what it is, but you're you're willing to pay fifty dollars? for, an, for an, uh, an invite. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, when I seen what Clubhouse was, I was like, man, this is something I can really tap into for my business. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is something I can actually learn from. So, like, I went in, and I was like, okay, cool. This is yeah. something I can use. You yeah. Can See, I think a lot of people just want quick fix. They're trying to, everybody's trying to find an instant fix to something. There and I find no that, fix. <laughs> I, yeah, I find that a lot in my, my business, but, um, the loan signing system, which I mentioned earlier that I advocate for all day, every day, because it's just an amazing system. It's something that you have to invest in, but then you have to immerse yourself in the content in mm. order to learn from it. And what I'm seeing people do is they're investing in the course and then they're seeing all the coursework that they have to go through and they're not going through it all yeah. and they're trying to go through bits and pieces of it and then they'll come on my instagram page or my youtube page and ask me questions and based on the questions they're asking me these questions are in the course girl so if freak. you immersed yourself in the course you wouldn't be asking me these questions so that lets me know okay so you just want something real quick yeah and I, I think most people want something real quick they they want it real quick and it's like yeah my business is doing great i'm making a shitload of money but i've spent a lot of time yeah 
learning and I'm still learning. We literally in the same, same boat, like with me. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm in the Forex realm. We, we got our educational platform. Same thing. Investments made. They, they don't even tap into the education, but then they want to ask all these basic questions that are literally in the coursework. And then 30 days mm. later, 60 days later, oh, this doesn't work. You haven't yeah. even watched three videos yet. Like, like hello, like, hello. Like, there's 60 and, and you haven't watched three. So, like, you haven't even watched 1% of the videos that you need to watch, Girl. but you want to come back to me talking about you this. You better preach. Work. No, you don't work. Like, let's not right. get confused. You better preach. That's what I'm saying. Girl, I have the same <laughs> issues in my, in my world. Same thing. <laughs> I used to be up late at night watching videos. I was to Girl. get through everything in that course, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, for it, people to say, I have the same thing on me. And people say like, oh, that course doesn't work. Or you got people saying, oh, it's a scam. Or he's just a salesman. And, I was, and I'm just like, you either tripping. The yeah. course works. I worked it. I'm living proof. Yeah. And you just, you're not implementing. Yeah. not implementing. Big it. it. Like, so. it just goes back to... Uh, dang, I think I lost my train of thought. But yes, exactly. Like people just, um, well, me, pers- oh, I know what I was about to say. It's like what people want what you have, but they aren't willing to do what you did. Okay, cool. I worked 12 hours a day, came home, spent three hours, you know, watching these videos. You over here, you won't even spend an hour. Like, ha- like you can't tell me that you want to be where I am when you're not willing to do what I did. Like, yeah you can't and you know the cold part about that is most people most people don't want to put in the work they don't so i think that's why you're going to always continuously see a smaller percent of us that are really really successful because the average person does not want to to do what it takes yeah that is a fact because like i said even when i've been connecting with people who are like oh you know notary is you know a um an untapped market Mm-hmm. You got to be transparent with people and say, look, not only is there an investment, but you are going to have to learn something. Like, that's why I'm transparent with everybody. I tell, um, like, that's my whole, <laughs> most of my content every day. I'm, I feel like I'm saying the same things over and over because I'm getting the same questions over and over. It's yeah. like, you have to put in the work. Yeah, this works. Yeah, this is working for me. Yeah. But you got to put in the work and then you have to continue to put in work. I'm still now in a, a second level part of the course, which uh-huh. is called the next level course, because I'm trying to take my business to the next right. level. So now I'm, I'm immersing Here's myself my thing. Here's my thing. Same thing. How am I going on my fourth year, three years in, I'm still utilizing the education. I'm still mm-hmm. learning. How is it that I'm like four years in still learning, but you three weeks in and you feel like you don't need to tap into anything that the, the program is offering. Like, you got to make that make sense. Like, what yeah. I have the results. I'm yeah. utilizing the education, but you mm-hmm. over here like, oh my God, this doesn't work, but you ain't even gotten through video 10. Like, right. No. So here's the thing with that, the conclusion I've come to, because um, when I first started my business, that used to like really, 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 really bother me. And uh-huh. it still does, but I just react to it different, you know? So now I'm more like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to put any energy into anyone now who had, who I just keep on when I I just keep on moving. Like, but before, you know, early on, I was like really bothered by it. And I was talking about it a lot. And I was just like, I don't really understand what the heck, but at this point it's like, okay, it's not for me to understand. And I'm just going to keep moving. And I would say one out of 10 people I might talk to one, maybe out of those 10 people might be like, 
okay, this person is serious. This person is ready to put in the work. The other nine, they playing. Yeah, literally. So it's like, bye, you know. Literally. And that honestly, that point right there was the biggest hurdle that I had to come over mentally with me and my business because I took personal offense to it. Like, I, because I take it as like, look, your success is my own. Like, I want you to succeed. I, I want you to do well. I want you to make money. But it's like, I also can't force you to do mm. the work. So now it's like, so, it's yeah, because it's like, you want to say that it doesn't work, but you're not working. So it's right. like, ew. So <laughs> the reason why, to your point also, I feel like I was taking it so seriously, so personally, like you said you were, because I was taking it very personal as well. And my husband was like, you need to do stop taking this so personal. <laughs> but the reason why I was taking it so personally, because when I just started to decided to start this business in 2019 one of the things that i had written down was that i was starting this business to be able to help other people yeah. uplift them and to help them um, become more financially stable that was one of my goals so i'm talking about people in my family friends that i know yeah. you know young people that are lost and maybe just looking for an avenue that was one of my main reasons for me starting this business not just for myself Facts. but for others so yeah. I was taking it super personal yeah. when I saw, when I'm start sharing this and trying to, you know, people hitting me saying that they're interested and I'm taking the time, a lot of my time actually to help cultivate them. And then they're not taking the, um, taking, they're not doing anything with it. I, yeah. I was getting I was pissed. And so <laughs> part of that too, that's why I started. I have um, now um, kind of a program that I implemented. There are one-on-one Zoom calls now that I use for coaching that I've attached a price to because I was just giving all this yeah. free, you know, free, yeah. like my time. Yeah. Really, that's what that's what was getting me. I was yeah. giving putting in a lot of time preparing information for people sharing and giving them meeting with them so they can be successful and then i've spent all this time putting everything together and i'm giving it to you and you do nothing with it girl i I said you know what so now what y'all gonna have to do is y'all gonna have to book an appointment that's gonna cost you some money yeah and then now i know you're serious right you know because you're investing and you know some people you know pay for it some people once they see it's a price attached they keep moving that's fine yeah because i was just getting too i was just getting too pissed about it it's a lot and i you know i think honestly this is a conversation that we we could have all day like it just Mm -hmm. you know it comes down to so many factors right mindset the the microwave theory everybody just wanting things to be ready now yeah yeah. not putting in, you know, any work attached yeah. to it. And, and I'll say this, you know, entrepreneurship is, is not for everybody. And yeah, I think that that's one thing that, you know, unpopular belief that we just got to let people know, like, Hey, it can be for everybody, but you got to do the mental work that you have to do to get to where you could do so because I'm mm-hmm. like, not everybody's mm-hmm. built for it. Like this entrepreneurship journey, it's a journey. Well, Here's the thing. I've came to the conclusion um, with your first statement. It's just not for everybody. Some people are just really, really, really good employees. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not for everybody. Because that thing that you're talking about, I don't know if it can be taught. You think some people got it and some people don't? Yeah. You know what I mean? So if it was for everybody, then I think that thing that you're referring to could be taught. And I, I just don't, I think there's something in some of us that can't be taught. 
I, I will I'll take that I, I just think now, it's I a think, thing you know everything now I think it's like environment like you know the, mm-hmm. the right mentorship the right the right people around you because there are some people you know where you see something in somebody like there's some mm-hmm. type of hunger like they might not yeah. have all the tools but if you give them the right tools you place them in the right environment they can take it and they can run with it but I right. think you're right some people that they don't have the initiative like they don't have Mm -hmm. you know that that self-motivation and and it's just like i'm like look i've just been and i think also too uh, entrepreneurs have this thing where like we're not we go against the grain like we're not like i never i still have a job to this day but i just don't fit in well in a traditional work environment like i can't i'm not gonna go along with just to get along I'm not I'm always going to like I'm a non-conformist so a traditional work environment is just not it's not really built for somebody like me who likes to kind of go against the grain right (laughs) you know what I mean so I've always struggled with that I've always struggled with that not in a sense like you know I've always pretty much had good jobs so to speak and I never was like I don't get fired nothing like that yeah. But it's just always been a struggle for me to same. just be in the same place at the same time every day for the same, same amount of hours doing the same thing. Same. I was just like, no, I got too many other things yeah. that I want to accomplish. You and I, right. and, and I feel the exact same way. Like you know, I, I excelled, and you know, every job that I have, I wasn't mm-hmm. you know bad at what I did mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. Uh, but I was just like, yo, mm-hmm. this ain't for me. Yeah, like it's not for me, and it was like you know, obviously nothing against anybody that I work with. I love the people that I work with. Like mm-hmm. jobs were typically easy, but I'm like, yo, this right here, mm-hmm. it ain't for me. I don't like being. But I know a lot of people who are an amazing employees, and they they just won't. They can't see it any other way. Yeah, they're the complete opposite. You know what I mean? Like my husband will tell you in a minute. He's an executive. He does does amazingly well in his career, but he'll tell you like I don't have an entrepreneurial bone in my body. Like yeah. I just don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, you know. So I don't know. It's I just I don't really that think it's for everybody. I it's really funny don't. that you brought that up. Um, that your that your husband's an executive because I was just reading a book, uh, by Robert Kiyosaki, um, Business of the Twenty First Century, and he talks mm-hmm. about. Um, network marketing mm-hmm. and all these things and he was really tapping into um, the cash flow quadrant that's basically um, I don't know if you read his first book uh, rich dad poor dad I did yeah um, I love him you know, yeah the business mm-hmm. employee uh, self-employed yep. investor mm-hmm. he said he breaks it down even further and said it's not just so much the job you're doing it's a mindset mm-hmm. and and I I was like mind blown by that and so he Mm -hmm. broke down like each category and the things that they value like their core values and so somebody who is self-employed they value security you know Mm -hmm. they value you know am I going to get paid overtime you know things of that nature and so Mm -hmm. he said even those individuals that make you know over six figures you know in these large companies at the end of the day, they're just a high paying employee. They're a high paid employee. They still value, you know, they, they still value security. They still value, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like getting paid for holidays. They value, um, just being planted somewhere. And that right there, I was like, Oh, wow. Like, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, you know, they, they making six, seven figures, but they're still working for somebody else because their core values, is mm-hmm. what drives them like yeah. like me like you know um 
when you're talking about like the business and the investor, investors are like all about return on investment. Like, what is my money doing? How can I make mm -hmm. more money? And mm -hmm. then, you know, the business owner is more so like just creating wealth, like freedom systems, things of that nature. And I was just like, wow, that was just mm -hmm. so interesting. I was like, yeah. Okay. And I also want to add to that, that the conclusion <laughs> I came to after working for, I don't know how many years that I've worked and getting a paycheck from a job, I came to the conclusion, like, there's no wealth to be built with yeah. that. Like you can't build any type of generational wealth with a job, right. even a well-paying job. Like I said, my husband is paid extremely well. Um, but I don't know. I just think, I don't think it's possible. I don't, <laughs> you know I don't I mean? think so either. And I think that you have to be, you have to be so, you have to educate yourself on financial literacy and, and the mm -hmm. way the world works. Cause at the end of the day, every single person needs a business. It doesn't matter what the business is. I, I literally yeah. don't care, but mm -hmm. you need some type of business because what, what people don't understand is the rich stay rich by tax benefits. Like there's credit, being able to utilize credit properly. Like there's so many different ways that, that people aren't understanding that eat. like, it's just, it just goes. We have this conversation like, almost every day. My husband pays so much in taxes and it's just like, it's Dude, insane. you need a it's you need a business. You need a, and then all those write-offs that we get. Man, it's like people don't understand. Like my whole life is like a write-off. Like I can literally write off everything because everything that I'm doing is is putting making movement into my to my business. The clothes, oh. my nails getting done, my hair getting done, the gas in my car, my my the the payment of my car. Like everything is a write-off. Like everything yep. is a write-off. Like yep. that's why I'm not like people just don't understand. Like you have to start, you have to figure out how to decrease your taxable income. And I'm so yeah. passionate about this. Like I just could talk about this all day because yeah. people think that, especially with the, you know, you know, I'm in network marketing. Oh, you just want to recruit me. You just want to do this. No, I'm actually really passionate about educating people. Like, look, I don't care if you work with me or somebody else, but you need a home-based business. Like yeah. if you aren't selling something that are making something or, or, you know, figuring something out, you need a business e-commerce, yeah. you know, we're, we're teaching people how to build online stores. You need to be doing yeah. something. I anything. agree. Like, I anything. Agree. And then I, I just want to, I want to, um, I want to move the conversation because I remember the first time I had, I connected with you, I was just so, um, inspired and intrigued by how you really educate your children on wealth. And mm -hmm. I just wanted you to kind of tap in a little bit of some of the things that you taught your kids at an early age. Um, because I know that there can be some parents listening that are super, that are going to be able to take heed to that because mm -hmm. even with no kids, I was really inspired about some of the things that you do. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, one of the number one things is trying to make sure my kids understand the importance of credit, mm -hmm. you know, um, how it works, um, why it's important. Um, so one of our uh, number one kind of, I don't want to say tricks, but things that we implement with the kids and I've shared with tons of other parents is that um, we put all the kids as authorized users on our credit cards, you know, and like say, it's, nothing will show up until they turn 18 you know but once my daughter turned 18 
she, her credit score was over 700 just by being on my credit line, yeah. you know, and um, then you have to take the time to explain to them, especially in the way that they understand it's age appropriate, like why that's important and the power that kind of comes with that. And then also how to sustain it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so that component is really important to us. The other component is really important to us. What's the age limit on that? Do you know? There is no age limit. Because I've heard, like, basically when a baby is born, can you, like, yeah. on your phone? Yes, yes. Okay. That was an important yeah. part. I was like, dang. Uh, There's no age limit. Yeah, but nothing's going to show until they right. turn 18. But then, but then when they turn 18, it's going to show that they have, a, like, all these years history of yeah. credit. Right? And I didn't even learn about this until my daughter was, like, in junior high maybe starting high school so hers only showed maybe four or five years but yeah. with the boys I have a 12 year old and a four year old like our four year old my husband did it when we had him <laughs> you know what I mean and the same with my my 12 year old so um and then my husband is really good too working with my 12 year old and sitting him down and showing him like um the bank statements and the, having him save a certain amount of his money and they go and deposit it into the bank, you know, and he's That's teaching good. him how to save a certain percentage. Like my husband is really, really good with that. He like maxes out his 401ks and his 40, you know, 57, uh, I mean, 457s at work. Like he's a great saver. So he's taking the time to show the boys, my four-year-old still, you know, and eh, not really all that <laughs> understanding that well, but we still have him like go and put up, he might get $5, you know, uh, from his grandmother, go put it in his room to save, you know, or yeah. my son is very clear on, you know, saving a, a portion of the money that he earns, you know, I've recently hired him as my assistant, <laughs> um, and he, um, it's my assistant in my notary business, so he does things for me. Like, he goes and drops my packages off at UPS or FedEx. Um, he'll, you know, like, break down. Um, if I have inventory coming in, he's breaking down my boxes. He's keeping track of my inventory for my T-shirt line. Thank you again for supporting Girl, uh, my T-shirt line. Yeah, but he keeps inventory for me. Um, he, like, will prep and mail out packages. I'm just trying to show him different components of the business. And then, of course, he earns a salary. And then, you know, we make sure that he saves a certain portion of that, you know. So um, those are just kind of things we implement. The other thing is that we're big on, um, and we're trying to find a balance with this, is that, you know, instead of, I'll tell you this, the crazy part about this, we have um, college funds for both the boys and we always ask every year like instead of buying them a gift contribute to their college fund we it's even so easy now there's a link we're with we're with t Row price for their college funds there's a link that we could send out like my brothers uh, you know who are uncles or grandparents they're always asking what the boys want we'll send them a link hey just deposit money into their um into their uh, college account right we prefer that over all the gifts right do you know People will still buy the kids gifts and not put the money in it. It's just like <sighs> I can't. Okay. Like I can't. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know if that's just us, our people. I don't know. But we want to try to um just push that message more. Like the kids don't need it. If you see all the crap they have over here and then they right. don't use most of it that you buy for them or whatever, they don't need it. Like here you could just deposit money into their college right. account you know so those are the kind of things that are important to us and we try to implement um and also i want to point out to teaching them because I've, I've come to the conclusion i'm trying to be more um 
I guess aware that maybe like a four-year traditional college isn't for everybody so mm -hmm. although we have um we have the college fund for the boys we also kind of talk to them about possibly other options that we might be open to like if they don't decide to go to a four-year college then money is going to be there but I don't know do you want to start a business do you have a business plan do you have something you can bring to us that you would like to use the money for mm, instead I of you know a traditional that. college because I love that. um we don't want to we don't want to go into debt you know send the kids to college so that's the purpose of the college fund but then the other side of that is the more that i get to know my kids on an individual level the more that i'm learning about them and who they are and they're not all the same like my daughter is at a traditional four-year college that's what she wants to do my 12 year old i'm seeing things in him that i'm like i don't know if that's going to be his same track you know what i mean but then we got this college fund for him so what are we going to do with this money if he doesn't go to a traditional college you know so these are the conversations that my husband and I have with each other and with the kids. My husband is a UC Berkeley graduate, so he's more so like he really believes in traditional college track. Like he's not as, I want to say kind of open-minded with it than I am, but he's becoming more open to the possibility like, oh, well, shoot, maybe they won't. Like his yeah. dream is like, I want my boys to go to Berkeley like I did, but I'm like, <laughs> that may not be what <laughs> but you know, I, I, I want to just... I want to hit that, like, I want to rewind that back because I think that that is so important. You tapped on mm -hmm. two really big things that I just got to repeat. Number one, um, knowing your kids, like knowing, mm -hmm. I remember when we had that first conversation and you were like, yeah, you know, he is, you know, and um, you have to nurture where they're at, like, you know, nurture mm -hmm. the things that they have an interest in. And, you know, yeah. you might be seeing now like, hey, college might not be for him, but let me, I'm going to show him how to run this business. I'm going to show him how to do these things. And I think that that is so important because I think as a lot of parents, at least, you know, the older generation parents, like they yeah. just pushed one narrative, like, yeah, you're going to school, you're, you're got to get good grades, you're going to get this mm -hmm. job. And it's like, now we're seeing that that isn't the most effective route for everybody. And so yeah. I think that that is so important um, that you do that. And then number two, um, <clears throat> now I'm not fully educated on this because I don't have no kids. And if I did, I, I would know everything. But you paying him a salary is, mm -hmm. is such a win-win because mm -hmm. it's a win-win for you as the business owner because you can write off. Like I yeah. think that as a kid, I, like I've been, they've been making like little TikTok videos on this. I think you can, um, they can earn like $12,000. And mm -hmm. so that's like, you know, uh, under for them to be taxed on at a young age. Yeah. And then number yeah. two, that's $12,000. That's a write-off for you. And, and it's like y'all all yep. in the same family. So exactly. it's just a win-win. And I'm just like, why aren't people doing this? Like, it just doesn't Well, here's the thing. That's why I'm such a big advocate on sharing knowledge because I think uh, just people don't know. Yeah. Like, knowledge is power. Like, I know that that's a very kind of cliche statement, but it's yeah. so true. Yeah. Like, I just learned about um, hiring your kids from, like, I forgot the lady's name, but she's like a, a financial, into financial literacy. And I was watching some of her videos, I think on Instagram and she started talking, and I'm like, wait a minute, let me look into this. So like, I didn't even know that until this year. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we, you guys are going to start being some employees over yeah. here then. <laughs> I mean, because I already had him doing things because I want him to learn about the business because yeah. back to my 
one of my earlier points is I started this because I want my kids to have other options, right. you know? Um, but then when I learned like, oh, like the, the tax benefits and things like, I didn't know. And yeah. if I didn't know, I know other people don't know. Right. <laughs> you yeah. understand? So and I think that's why when there's people like me, people like you in these different financial realms and, and, and advocates of generational wealth and, you know, multiple streams of income, it's like, we almost have a, we have a due diligence to educate those around us, especially since, like you said, most people just don't know, like they just do not know. And it's one of those things where it's obviously as a community in whole, we've had a lot of obvious disadvantages, but Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. we have to start, we just have to start taking responsibility. It's mm-hmm. like, we got to get out of the victim, you know, mindset and be like, look, obviously all these bad things have happened to us, all these disadvantages, you know, we had the short end of the stick, but it's like, there's so much knowledge out there. There's so many different opportunities out there for us to make money. It's like, mm-hmm. we got to just step out of that victim mindset and, mm-hmm. and run with it. Like, as simple as I that. I agree. That's simple. I agree. That. I agree. Yeah. And so it's like, we that's why I'm, I'm I'm so big on just educating people about this because like you said most people just really you know don't know they don't know you know and I think our parents and their parents same thing they were just teaching us yeah. what they knew you know going back to that um uh the concept of like you know your parents just telling you go to college get an education and yeah. you know that's how I was raised but that's because like that's what my parents knew to be like an avenue. Like in my grandparents, you know, coming from like rural country uh, in the in the South, in Louisiana, like they, all they knew in their mind was education could give you another, um, yep. other avenues. They didn't, you know what I'm saying? So they're just telling you what they, no. they knew. Now our world is open to all this knowledge, you so know, cause we can find stuff so easily now on, on the internet you know they didn't have all that information so with all this information we got to do something with it we absolutely do and I think it's just I think it's just so important that we continue to educate one another uplift one another and Mm -hmm. and really just have you know not that that crabs in a bucket mentality I think a lot Mm -hmm. of us are have you know removed ourselves from that but obviously it's still there in some instances Mm -hmm. so I just encourage Mm -hmm. you if you are somebody who is an an expert in in your particular field to continue to to educate those around you because it's like we're not gonna win as a whole until we start winning individually so it's like you gotta it's each one teach one whatever that's saying reach one teach one yeah yeah so that that's really what we gotta continue to do um, now mm-hmm. one thing I did want to tap in, um, all your contact information is going to be at the end of this, but if somebody wanted more information, um, on getting into notary, uh, mm-hmm. can they reach out to you or where should they go or where should they start? Yeah, for sure. So, um, if anybody wants more information on how to become a notary or specifically a notary loan signing agent, um, definitely reach out to me via email, Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook. Um, okay. And then, yeah, I'll give you all my contacts, but Absolutely. you can definitely reach out to me. And I, I kind of forgot to add that this year, I want to start um, building a team of notaries. So I've been okay. putting that out on my social medias. 
um, anybody who's interested, please contact me if you're in the Sacramento or surrounding areas, because I want to start with a small team here. And then that will eventually expand into like a nationwide signing service. And okay. that's just like a database where notaries can find work. Um, but I'll be starting here locally. So um, yeah, if anybody's here in the Sacramento surrounding areas, if you're already a notary or you're interested in becoming a notary, please contact me because again, I will be building a team here. I love it. I love it. Now, as we head out, is there any final words that you have for the people? Final words, um, just do it like Nike, you know, no excuses. I hate excuses. I left all excuses behind like yeah. mid 2020, 2021. We definitely know yeah. not having no excuses. Just do it. Whatever you're thinking about, contemplating, been thinking about, just do it. Take a yeah. chance on yourself. Don't, just do it. Please let go of excuses. Excuses are for losers, okay? Amen. I love it. That's it. That's I it. love it. Well, I definitely, definitely appreciate you for, for hopping on here with me. Um, I think this mm -hmm. was one heck of a conversation. Uh, so yeah. I know some people are going to uh, find lots of value into it. Um, again, I'm going to have all your, your contact information at the end of this. And so yeah. I will see you next time. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, girl. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>And just like that, it's a wrap. I appreciate every single person that decided to join us today. I pray you receive value to be able to take that next step to the life that I know you deserve. Make sure you go ahead and follow Dominica on all of her socials. Her Instagram is dsigns underscore. Her Facebook is dsigns, N-I-C-A. And if you would like to email her, you can do that at dominicarobinson at ATP. Net. Her website link and her YouTube link are going to be found in the episode details. All right, guys, if you know somebody who's changing their life, who has a testimony, who's changing the trajectory of their family's life, guys, I want to connect with them. I want to give them a space, a platform to be able to share their story. All right, so if that's you, or you know somebody, send me a message at wcwthepodcast at gmail.com and I will see you all next week.